What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Stella Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd. Joined, as always, by Glenn Enos. Junior. And Matthew Souza. What's up? How's everyone doing? Um, Mason, you got to get a little louder. I gotta get a little louder? Yeah, because you don't sound as excited as you should be. Because it is week one of the NFL football season. Week yes! Yeah. Right. And, and the thing is, I don't know if you guys knew that, because I just, I just found that out today. Uh, Susan told me before we started recording that it's week one of the NFL season. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yep. Hold, on. Yep, yep, yep. hold on. Our draft last, last week wasn't a mock. Real. Fuck. This is real. Fuck. As real, oh, fuck. as real as your mama's ass. Dang. Whoa. Dang. Wow. Yeah, see, the thing is, like, today, it being the night before, opening kickoff, that's big. That's some big news. But not as big as the news with Susan. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the news with Souza. We got a plethora of news headlines here, some better than others. That's for sure. But let's, fi- let's start first with some injury news. Ooh. Ooh. Ow. My arm. <sighs> Von Miller's out for the season. What? Yeah, he is. Wait, Why? I believe he broke his ankle or something, or needs requires ankle surgery yeah. on the last play of practice. Ligament damage. The very last ankle. possible play of before the regular season, he is out for the season. That is the worst. Yep. Von Miller, Mason Luck confirmed. Mason Luck confirmed. Why is that Mason Luck? Because it's like that happened to me one time. I broke my ankle. It was the last practice of the hockey season. My parents had made me go to every practice. And that practice, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go because it's the last practice. I might as well. My parents were like, you sure? We're not making you go to this one. And I was like, nah, I'll, fuck. I'll go. I'll go. And then I broke my ankle. So, Damn. So, Von Miller, same energy. Wait, so do you think Von Miller has three toilet bowl trophies? Susan, what's the next part of news? Yeah. What's the next part of the news? So, huh? that's not entirely fantasy relevant unless you had stock in some defensive players. Um, but some more relevant news regarding injury or potential injury is Mike Evans. Wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is questionable for week one. Already, haven't even played football yet. We're already questionable to play with a hamstring injury that is something you never want to hear because you need those to run and catch the ball and uh, his is hurt and those are lingering issues if you don't work it out early it's going to be with you for the the whole season so that's concerning but we'll see we'll have to monitor that because right now it's uncertain whether he's going to play yeah that's a problem what time does he play Susan what time does he play yeah 
I believe he plays at 10 o'clock on Monday night. Yes, he does. Damn. Really? Mike Evans? No, he oh, plays at Saints at 4 o'clock. That's right. Sorry. I was still on Von Miller. Uh, Mike Evans plays at 4.30. 4.30 Eastern when? time. Friday? Sunday. Oh, Sunday. Well, he's got some no. time. He's got some time. He's going to have some time, but do you, as a fantasy owner, have time for a plan B in case he doesn't play? Because all the 1 o'clock games are going to be over by the time you know Evans is going to play or not. Listen. Plenty of time for plan B. You sell it to Walgreens. MC as the goes. great Triple H once said, there's always a plan B. If Mike Evans ain't ready to go at 4.30 on Friday afternoon, then he's a pussy. One, he's a pussy. Two, there's a plan B. Who are guys other than Chris Godwin and Rob Gronkowski that obviously are owned by other fantasy teams? Like, who would step in to Mike Evans' role? Who's the third wide receiver on that team? Uh, oh, what the hell's his name? J.J. Ortega-Whiteside? No. Uh, is he even on the box? Uh, I think it's Bashad Perriman, actually. No, no, Bashad Perriman is not there. Uh, there's a couple, like – Lesser-known guys who are probably out there, like Justin Watson, Scott yeah. Scott Miller. Scotty Miller. Hold on a second. Scotty Miller. I, hold on. I swear to God he was on that team. Yeah, at, one point, at one Last point, he was. Year. He's not there anymore. Oh, maybe I'm just thinking of the fantasy picture. I think they still have him in the Tampa Bay jersey. That's probably – So I'm not saying if you pick up Scotty Miller that he's going to be Mike Evans. But there's always a plan B. Your plan B just might not be as good as plan A. Uh, don't sleep on uh, my boy, Jaden Mickens. The big uh, Mick dog? Mickey Mouse himself. Matt, the news with Sousa, Matt needs to uh, step out for a second. So if the news with Glenn Enos or Mason Boyd can pick up after Matt, then uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Well... <laughs> Then uh, I will. <laughs> I will be right back. Well, we'll be right. We'll be right back. I guess we're just gonna take a break in the middle of the podcast. We're here to hear. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, that's cool. Right in the middle of this news segment. So, yes, um, you're fired from the job. Me and Glenn uh, are gonna put the call out. Um, so we're looking for a third host. No, 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 no. On the seller seller podcast. We got the news right here. We got the news with Glenn Edis Jr. All right. So last we talked about Mike Evans. What else is going on here in the world of injury? Um, Uh, Kenyon Drake off the injury report. That's not big news. It's just something that made me personally happy because I have him. What was his injury? Um, I think it was like a like a. I want to say like a like you a quad know. or something. You don't know. Um, no, it was something lower body. Or actually, I think they might have just had list had it listed as lower body. They didn't even specify. It could have been his dick. You just want to say anything? Yeah, imagine that. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, real quick. How many guys do you think have had dick injuries that have just been classified as lower body? Do you think that's a thing that that happens? Probably. 
In other hamstring news, Cowboys <laughs> wide receiver Amari Cooper was a full participant in practice today. However, he is dealing with a hamstring injury. Um, so if he's fully practicing on Wednesday's practice, we have to see one more day tomorrow to see how he is. Keep that close eye out. And also, Amari Cooper will probably be shallowed, uh, shallowed, shadowed by the newly signed, newly paid Jalen Ramsey of the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday Night Football. Good segue. So, with that being said, keep your eyes out for Michael Gallup. Keep your eyes out for C.D. Lamb. And keep your eyes up for Blake Jarwin. Um, Amari Cooper, kind of a bad matchup this week going against Ramsey. And then also dealing with that hamstring issue. Don't expect his best week. Mason, um, Brandon Cooks is supposed to play football tomorrow night. Yeah. Right now he's questionable uh, for tomorrow night's game. Okay. Based on your history with Brandon Cooks, you think he'll play? Uh, depends what, do you know what it is? Uh, I'm trying to find it, but I can't. All I know is he's questioning. I would say if it's not concussion related, he'll probably play. Uh, but. That's so fucked. What? All right, go ahead. I'm, I'm serious. I know. I don't mean it as like a dig. I'm just saying like. If he has, I, feel like I feel like you just like. Assume Brandon Cooks with concussions and like that's just all he has. No, I, I, all right, listen, listen. Number one, the dude's been concussed like four times in his career, and also one of the times he got concussed, we all saw because it was on national television. It was in the Super Bowl, and I think everyone in the room thought he was dead. That's true. I did. So, I did think that his wife had been taken in that game. If if I see Brandon Cooks with a Q next to his name, I just default automatically to concussion because he has just had those over the year. I apologize, Brandon Cooks. I will try not to assume your injury or your gender from this point forward. Okay, other news. <laughs> Doug Peterson says that star offensive lineman Lane Johnson and Miles Sanders are still day-to-day. They'll be working individually today, today's practice. That was early this morning. Um, Got to keep monitoring Miles Sanders, too. He definitely went as your first pick in a lot of leagues. So him being hurt for week one isn't such a good thing. But keep a close eye. Um, I just want to see if I can find a headline because I believe, I believe that I saw today on Reddit that Doug Peterson said that they're, they might ease Sanders in to the offense. Um, so you know what that but, means, right? Uh what does that mean, Glenn? It means we're shipping up the Boston Scott. Okay. Oh, here we go. The Boston Scott. Doug Peterson says it's a possibility that they might manage Miles Sanders early in the season after Miles missed most of training camp. Did you just completely ignore my dropkick Murphy's reference? What do you mean I said whoa with you? That you was good. It's supposed to be Scott. Okay. Boston Scott. Yeah, but it was still good. I'm not going to deny that. All right, that's all I wanted was, uh, you know, confirmation. I got some news if you want me to say one. Yeah, see, but that, that's the thing. This isn't the news of Mason Boyd. It's the you news. said and or. Yeah, but then I'd have to put the song again. Come on, you don't want to hear that again? All right, and here's also the news 
with Mason Boy. Oh, now it doesn't want to load for you. Oh, Sorry. Sorry. Doom, boom, 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 boom. We good? <laughs> I kept going. <laughs> I heard the birds tweet uh, chirping at the end there. All right, what's your news? All right, so my news, uh, you talked about how Jalen Ramsey restructured a contract to become one of the highest paid – is that the highest paid corner? He is. All right, so he's now the highest paid corner. Uh, someone else also became highest paid, but this man became highest paid skill position player in general, and that is DeAndre Hopkins who uh, signed a two-year extension, I believe, with the, uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and I'm not sure of the exact uh, terms of the deal. However, uh, it made him – okay, here we go. Uh, he signed a two-year extension worth $54.5 million with $42.5 million guaranteed. That is Damn. ridiculous money. Very <laughs> ridiculous. Joke. But, uh, I mean, listen, we've talked about it before on this podcast. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a bad man, and he deserves every bit of that money. I do think it's, I do think it's surprising that he is the highest paid player in the league, though, because I feel like – Skill position. Yeah, I, I feel like it's, it's – Either him or Michael Thomas. I don't know. I feel like most people would might might put Michael Thomas ahead of him. You know what I'm saying? So it's opinionated. Yeah, but somehow it just it just surprises me that he got that money. I don't know. I don't know why. Like I feel like the Cardinals wanted to welcome him with open arms and be like, okay, we traded with you. We're gonna extend you. You're our fucking guy, and we believe you're the best in the league. Yeah, they basically made the commitment that the Texans didn't want to. Right. Um, I had other news here, and we'll wrap this up because a lot of it um, is kind of injury day-to-day things that you just have to keep monitoring between now and Sunday. Yeah. But this is a acquisition update. Former Bucks running back Darry Ungabunga Jungalugga is signing with the Jaguars after visiting today. He joins their 53-man roster and adds experience to a young backfield, plus help on special teams. Not really sure if you want to jump on that for fantasy value, but it's just a thought to keep in the back of your mind. Maybe in deep leagues, you want to pick him up to stash away in your bench and see who emerges out of that Jaguars backfield. Oh, oh. Uh, I just got one more thing. All right, go ahead. Uh, so... Well, it's a separate news piece, so if you wanted to continue on that, you can. Uh, no, I don't want to continue on that, but I just wanted to give a little heads up to people out there. Uh, but if you're getting fantasy notifications, are you seeing stuff on Twitter about football teams around the league dropping their unofficial depth charts? Um, I saw a couple things that were kind of eyebrow-raising. J.K. Dobbins was listed as the fourth running back on the Ravens um, in their unofficial depth chart. Um, DeAndre Swift was listed as the fourth running back on the Lions. I'm not taking too much stock into what their depth chart reads because although they are on that depth chart at week one, doesn't mean 
they're not going to be inserted into the game in different scenarios. You know, it's just kind of an idea to get, see what the roster's like and get out there. And I don't think it reflects on a big snap count either. So, yeah, well, because, yeah, especially it's important to remember this year uh, that we're dealing with COVID, which is something that teams have never dealt with before. And specifically in this situation, whereas it comes to depth chart, I think depth charts, I think, is where uh, COVID makes such a significant impact because you don't have a preseason to see how these guys are really going to shake out. So I feel like it's going to be – there's going to be a lot more flexibility with players that are on the field uh, at the beginning of the year because I feel like a lot of teams probably are going to treat at least the first two weeks of the season like the preseason, I feel. Probably. Uh, you know what I mean? So I don't feel like depth charts are going to have significant implications. You're going to see a lot of players rotating through, I feel. Yeah, so coaches can get a feel. Because the piece of news that I had is actually related to that, um, that uh, on the uh, Washington football team, so Sousa's not here, is here to hear me say that properly, so I'm going to put a dollar in the jar. Um, but on their running back depth chart, um, J.D. McKissick was actually ranked uh, first as far as running backs on the depth chart go. Hey, Mason. What? Whose team is J.D. McKissick on? I know he's on your team because I went to pick him up today, and I was like, no one has. I was like, who the fuck is going to have J.D. McKissick? I was like, I didn't even know he was still in the league. And then I go, I look, and I'm like, who the fuck is not? And I'm like, or Nod. I was like, who the fuck is Nod? And then I saw, and I saw Nation of Domination. I was like, oh, Glenn, that motherfucker. Son of a bitch. That's the NOD, baby. By any means necessary. And, All right, so um, yeah, um, I just wanted to look this up. So on, so on uh, ESPN, like their official website, they have Antonio Gibson, who is a rookie, uh, I believe, that they drafted this past year, um, who a lot of people thought was going to take over the number one role. He's listed as number one on ESPN's website. But apparently on Washington's official depth chart they released today, J.D. McKissick is uh, in the first spot. And Antonio Gibson is in second. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this weekend uh, as far as, you know, those two. Like I said, don't, don't read too much into the depth charts. Washington will definitely go with whoever has a hot hand. And um... – yeah, because oh, they have they have Peyton Barber now too in their backfield. Yeah, but he sucks. Yeah, but there were, there's been times where he's like gotten kind of hot for Tampa Bay. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he's one, maybe games, one drive. Like, at least fantasy wise. Stinks. I'm telling you, um, he has at least like one good game per season. Where he like pops off. How do you? Yeah, but you don't know when that's going to be. Gonna no, be. I know. He's stunk. He stinks. <laughs> okay. If you only have one good game per season, then the majority. I think I'm going to be going to bat for Peyton Barber today when I woke up. You're stuck. <laughs> I mean, that's just, you know, when we don't have our news guy, Susie just walks away, takes a break from the podcast. This is what happens. He says, oh, oh I got to go oh, eat dinner. I'm fucking <laughs> having dinner right now. Oh, he's back. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. What? This has been the news yeah. not with Susie. Suck me. As the show has come off the rails. What do you I'm, think was going to happen? Sorry. I'm defending what do you think was gonna happen? right now. 
We're defending. We'll talk about fucking Peyton Barber because we don't have any fucking news because of your fucking ass. You couldn't find anything? I'm defending. We we found news, but we just went off the rails talking about goddamn Peyton Barber because we don't know when to end the news segment. Did you bring up AJ Green as a full go? No. Nobody gives a a shit about AJ Green. All we care about on this podcast is Peyton Peyton Barber. So Glenn's president, Glenn's president of the Derrick Henry fan club, and I'm president of the Peyton Barber fan club. (laughs) Why? What happened? Uh, You just have uh, have to. You gotta listen, listen to it again. Listen is he back. the Redskins? Is he on the Redskins or is he still with the Bucks? Whoa, the who? Oh, oh fuck. Oh, fuck. Ten oh, bucks. shit. In ten bucks yard. in the shade, You're right. If you mess that up, that's ten bucks. <laughs> yeah. um, Susan, what's funny. He's on the football gone, team. My bad. The football while, team. While you were gone, I said Washington football team to Glenn when I was talking about Peyton Barber and uh, J.D. McKissick. And Glenn was like, I, t- I said to Glenn, specifically, I was like, Susan's not here for me to not say this wrong so I don't have to put any money in the jar. <laughs> then here I go, I'm blabbering racist yeah. terms. Yeah. Yeah, Peyton Barber. Ten bucks. Hey, up, bitch. Um, AP that, was, on that was the news with Susan. And Mason and Glenn. Uh, that was the news not with Susan. Whenever me Sorry. and Mason have to do the news, nope. it's not with Susan. We're just going to call it that. Can you hear hey, by the way, we're still there looking we. for a sponsor for that segment. So, if, uh, right. Anyone wants to, you know. Tell your friends. Whenever we do it, we'll talk about fucking Peyton Barber. You know, maybe, um, uh, maybe a certain friends of ours whose dad owns an auto body shop. That's a, actually that's <laughs> a very good idea. I don't know. I'm going through the rundown here. We finally got through that fucking news segment. All right, my bad. Fantasy predictions because it is week one, which means a new season is upon us. And Mason, you had a lot of great predictions last year. So we're gonna start with <laughs> we're, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna start with you. All right. Oh fuck you, Mason. <laughs> give me one guy who you think will be the fantasy breakout performer of the year. Breakout performer. Breakout, which means he hasn't been uh, he's been under the radar for a little bit, but now he will appear on everybody's radar. And when you face him in fantasy and you look at that guy, you're gonna be afraid of him. Who's gonna be that guy this year? Hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna Peyton go Barber. With... Peyton Barber, yeah. <laughs> Peyton Barber. Let him go with Peyton Barber. No. Uh, I gotta so... listen to that. I'm going to go with someone who I think you guys will probably agree on has a chance, um, even though they're a rookie. Oh. And they're also on my team, so I want them to do very well. Oh, here we go. But Already I think, starting. I think, well, Already I'm, just starting. Saying, I'm saying anyway, I picked this person regardless, even if he wasn't on my team. That's what you say, too, last year. No. All right, listen. So my pick is Henry Ruggs. Uh I think we talked about this. I think there's a lot of potential there for him, especially now that Tyrell Williams is out of the picture. He's the number one wide receiver there. Um, you know, Derek Carr likes to sling the ball. He's one of the highly, most highly touted rookies uh, coming out of the draft this year as far as wide receivers go. It's really it's like him, CeeDee Lamb, and Jerry Judy. So he's one of those guys. I think he has uh, – well, also the Raiders need him to be good. I mean, Darren Waller's. Oh yeah. The Darren Waller's good, 
but I don't know if he can put the entire passing offense on his back if he's that good. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of like middling players, Hunter Renfro, Ruggs, yeah. Edwards, another rookie. No one stands out in the wide receiver core. So if someone can like take that step and, and be that dominant wide receiver, it could be Ruggs. And if it's true, that could be something right there. Mm. Derek Carr, we've seen him support a wide receiver one like Amari Cooper, like even Crabtree. There was one year where Crabtree was nasty. Yeah. Like better than Amari Cooper. So it's possible. It's possible. I like that pick. Thank you. Susan. So my breakout of the year. This is weird. Is it going to be a little, uh, I don't know, less digging in the dumpster? But it's going to be the same team. Raiders, I'm picking Josh Jacobs. Now I know he was a first-round pick, most leagues, because running backs went so often so early. But Josh Jacobs was, you know, why was he the ninth pick in our league? Maybe he makes it to the back of the first round. Maybe in some leagues he's in the second round. I think he is going to be one of the top five guys next year, or maybe even top three or four. Kind of like how Derrick Henry jumped to one of those guys in, in conversations with Barkley and, and Elliot Zeke. I think it's going to be Jacobs instead. I think Jacobs is going to pass Dalvin Cook, pass Alvin Kamara, pass Derrick Henry in who's to grab next in next year's draft. I think Josh Jacobs is going to be that guy. I picture him kind of like Derrick Henry in a sense of he's going to get all the work, but – he, pa- he catches passes, too, something that Derrick Henry doesn't. So, although he's probably not as much of a bruiser as Derrick Henry, he's going to get the pass. He's going to get the receptions. And um, I just think he's going to be that guy. I mean, and freaking what's, – what's his name? Um, John Gruden, right? Old school type Tried, of buddy. coach. Old school Knock type of coach. <laughs> he's an old school type of coach with the mentality that we have one running back and we're going to run him up the gut and drive him down your throats. Nitty-gritty Raiders football. And that's going to be Josh Jacobs. He's going to be that guy. And next year, he's going to be a top-five pick. Damn, Suda. I like that pick. Josh Jacobs. Both of you pick Raiders. Raiders. Vegas. The Las Vegas Raiders. So, it's only right that my breakout performer of the year is the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, (laughs) I knew it. Of course, there's no one else to pick. I mean, he could have picked Waller, I guess. He would have have picked Henry Renfro. Henry Renfro. Henry? Hunter. Hunter. I don't know why I said Henry. I believe Henry. Henry. I mean, I always got Derrick Henry on my mind. So maybe that's it. Hunter Renfro. I could have picked him, but I'm not going. You're just calling him Henry from now on. Yeah, just call him Hank. What? Hank. Hank Henry Hunter. Triple H. Oh, my God. Anyways. Triple H Renfro, is that what we're calling him from now on? We'll see if it sticks. Okay. All right, Glenn. My 
breakout performer of the year is going to be none other than Donkey Kong Metcalf. <laughs> Ooh. Why, you ask? Like, Why? Why? Wait a minute. I picked a Raider. He picked a Raider. But you pick a Seahawk? A Seahawk? <laughs> That's right. Because DK Metcalf is simply a freak. He's the Giannis Antetokounmpo of the NFL. And I think this year he's going to take off to the fucking moon, as I predicted in our wide receiver preview episode. He's finishing top 10, and he's going to be a red zone target, and he might even lead the league in receiving touchdowns. Damn. So when you that's see – That's so when, crazy. So when it's around like week seven, week eight, and you're facing the guy who's got DK Metcalf on his team, you better Wait. be shitting your pants. Wait, we're doing breakout, right? Not sizzling hot takes. Right. Touchdowns. Lead league leader. Right. That's a, that's Wolf. how that's how confident I am in breakout. It's not even a sizzling hot take. Damn. It's a spoiler. It's a spoiler. <laughs> DK Metcalf, breakout candidate of the year. Watch out for him. I like right. it. I like so it. That, so that's breakouts. But now on the opposite end of the spectrum. Ha. Who, Mason, will be this year's stock of the year? Damn. Because last year. I don't worry. Right, hold on. I, I'm going to talk. I want to address this right now. Okay. Last year, I, I just have to pay my dues for this. I don't think of it. I've been yep. hinted to this in prior podcasts. Last year, I made the take. I, my fuck of the year was going to be Dalvin Cook. I could not have been more <laughs> incorrect. Uh, yes. And I have been eating crow on that ever since. So, sorry, Dalvin Cook. Sorry, everyone, for having to hear that awful take. Tell me Nick Chubb's going to be fuck of the year. No. <laughs> I think fuck of the year is going to be Miles Sanders. Okay. I respect that. That's what I'm thinking. All right. I'm having a tough why? time. Why? 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 I just, yeah, why? For me, it could just be a personal bias thing. I just don't like the Eagles' backfield. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like I just don't feel good about that backfield, and I haven't felt good about that backfield since they had like Lashawn McCoy. <laughs> exactly. But you know Macy. what I mean? Like, think about it. They had like Jay Ajayi, like Jay Ajayi, Jordan Howard, Corey yeah, Clement, like, Josh Adams, Boston all these Scott. Guys just they they're like Boston touted Scott. to be this this great back, and they're hyped up after having like a kind of a decent run. And then they just fall flat on their face, and it happens over and over again. I feel and over and over. Yeah, and I don't over. I I understand. We've all been talking about this, like from previous episodes. We just I don't understand where like we've seen so many backs like try to get that role, and all of a sudden Miles Sanders is the guy. Like he fits that role. All of a sudden, I just don't see what other people are seeing. Uh, yeah. I guess we'll 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 see what happens. And since you picked him fuck of the year, I guess he'll probably be top three. But <laughs> <laughs> probably will. I'm about to trade for Miles Sanders right now. Yeah. But Mason, I'm actually I, I agree with that pick. Right now. I didn't like Dalvin Cook last year, but this year I like your pick with Miles Sanders because I just don't see it. I don't see it. Susan. 
Is Miles Sanders your fuck of the year too? Or are you going to be original? Or are you going to be original and actually pick somebody else? I thought about it because it's like I'm looking through the guys, usually running back wide receiver, and I'm not, no one's really sticking out to me too much. I think last year I picked Joe Mixon, but he ended up getting like, you know, low end RB1. So he, he did pretty good. Do you know who I picked last year? I don't. I don't know either. I forgot. Listeners, if you're listening, tell me who I picked last year. But I, I'm going to go in the same vein as, as Mason. And I'm sorry, Mason, but I'm going to pick Kenyon Drake. No, that was mine! <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, but they're all the same type of guys. Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, all of a sudden being these supposed bell cow running backs that going in the first round. I mean, Drake might be good, maybe. I don't know. We haven't seen him with a full workload for 16 games. And the draft capital that you had to spend on him, will it be worth it? You better freaking hope so. Because um, if it's not, then you're about to be fucked. All right. I got to think of a whole new fuck of the year now because Susan just stole mine. I should have went first while he was right, thinking listen, about it. My defense. No, my no, defense. no defense right now. I get to sound off on Kenyon Drake because he was also mine. Then oh. you can defend him. Okay? <laughs> Poor Mason. I'll double pick somebody team. else, but I want to talk about Kenyon Drake real quick. Guy fucking sucks, okay? <laughs> He's always sucked. He will never be good besides one week against me in the championship. Mason, you picked Kenyon Drake, and I laughed out loud when you picked him you know why because he has never proven for a full 16 games that he can handle a load of anything in his pants he can't carry a load he can't do anything shit and he's not gonna be able to do it this year i don't care how good the arizona cardinals offense is Kenyon drake is gonna disappoint from where you drafted him he might be he might be top tier rb3 that's what he might oh, be oh man but for where you drafted him in the draft, not live up to the hype. And that's all I have to say about that. Mason, go ahead. I don't even think I can respond, dude. You just, like, eviscerated my entire life. Well, I'm pissed off because Susan took my guy, so now I got to somebody else. <laughs> oh, Sorry. my God, dude. I feel, like, personally attacked. Like You fuck. should. You should. Jesus Christ. Man. I didn't know that he was going to do that to you, Mason. God. But I don't know. A lot of people are on your side, though, Mason. All the analysts love Kenyon Drake. That's why he was ranked so high. You think that offense suits him very well? Like, if we're talking fuck of the year, I feel like Kenyon Drake has – like, I'm not going to lie. I know, like, he had – there is risk picking him where I picked him. I understand that. But I think the risk is worth the reward in that sense because – if he ends up being as good as I think he's going to be, I think he's going to finish top five. You know what I mean? Top five. The top thing is, it's five. like it's like you're drafting Kenyon Drake at his ceiling. There's like no you. He has to he has to nail it for you to be like I. I'm glad I got him. I don't know. Like he he very well could, but we'll see. I'm a, I'm a non-believer. So I told you guys, shut up. I'm hot on the, the Cardinals this year, too. So, Yeah, I like it. And obviously, a mobile quarterback always helps the running back. So, And he catches passes. We're in half-point PPR. I think he'll be all right. I don't think he's going to be a high-end running back three. He's not going to be like a David Johnson to where, like, holy shit, I thought this guy was good. But And also, and also in relation to that pick, too, I also think that James Conner is going to have a bounce back year this year. So, I think that if yeah. – What a coincidence. Another guy on your team. 
no, you meant to say. I'm trying to defend my. I'm defending my pick. I'm not hyping up someone else. I like James Conner though, so that's different. I'm yeah, just Tom saying. Tom, I, Tom I, Lund I have said James he is the Conner, I think is gonna who who's more safe pick. I think he could technically compensate if Kenyon Drake doesn't give me the numbers that I think he's going to give me. I think James Conner will make up for it. If that makes sense. I think you're right. So. All right, I've decided now. Okay, we've stalled long enough. Yeah, I'm sure that we were talking about this before. Mason joined the call. Um, I'm going to go with Aaron Jones. Mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Aaron Jones because simply the touchdown numbers that he got last year are once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. Never happen again. He's not even going to come close to getting the touchdown numbers he had last year. And for some reason, how many years has Aaron Jones been on the team? Feels Two. like at least three or four. Two years. Three years, that's it? Yeah. I'm looking right now. Oh, wow. He was a rookie? That He was a rookie two years ago? I'm looking on the sleeper bot. I'm looking at his stats. 2017 says blank. Maybe he was in the league 2017, but it doesn't say he's on the Packers like it does 2018 and 19. I'm going to have to do a, a double check on that. Do a discount double check for me, please. But back to Aaron Jones. Um for some reason, they do not want to feed him the ball. I don't understand why. Sure, he was a league-ending touchdown goer last year for all running backs. He was the number two running back because of the touchdown production. If you think that's going to happen again this year, I'm sorry. You're just simply wrong. If he gets half of his touchdown, you'll take that. But I don't know if he will. And I don't know if he'll get the volume to keep him afloat of that RB1 territory that you drafted him at. Sorry, he is this – he's been in the league for three years. 2017 was his rookie year, and then he's had two seasons after that. Gotcha. Here's his fourth. Yeah, and in those three years as a Green Bay Packer, uh, they haven't really – like I feel like they haven't unleashed him. They haven't freed him. They haven't let him run wild and say, listen, you're going to be our fucking guy. You're going to be the guy when Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to throw the ball – we're going to hand it off to you 20-plus times a game. Yeah, but that's that's the thing, though. I think that Aaron Rodgers wants to throw the ball. That's why he doesn't run as much. No, I'm saying he's not even on the field as much as he should be. Because Jamal Adams uh, – not Jamal Adams. Jamal Williams. Williams is out there taking away fucking snaps from him. Why? When has Jamal Williams ever been more of a threat than Aaron Jones since Aaron Jones has been in the league? So I think – isn't Williams more of their pass catching back? Aaron Jones can catch football. And I'm yeah, pretty he sure some he did damage last in the year. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If last year wasn't targets. the year to be like, look at me, notice me, guys. Look at me. I'm here. I'm ready to take on any workload. Then what's going to change this year? Nothing. Except his touchdown numbers going down, his production going down, not where you drafted him at. Sorry, Aaron Jones. Sorry, Souza. He is going to be my fuck of the year. And the thing is, I don't even hate that pick because uh, I was kind of cold on Aaron Jones too, but I felt like I was in a position where I had to draft him. Right. So I'm hoping that he'll plan out, but uh, I agree. Touchdown numbers. It's funny. Insane. It's funny how like That's when you on. actually draft like in like certain things, like you do an online draft, you do it through ESPN, wherever, and they give you a certain ADP, and you see the best guy available. You feel like you're obligated 
to draft that guy there. But if drafts were set up to where it was just like alphabetical order and you just went by position, I feel like one, a lot of guys would probably get looked over because you forget about them. But two, I feel like guys wouldn't be would be drafted in different spots, like based on their talent levels and what they've done last year. I feel like like because Aaron Jones, like you said too, the, in the spot that you were in, you feel like he was the best running back available and left the draft. Yeah, you got him, and you're probably right. At the time, he we was, but I'm just saying, like maybe certain other running backs would have been picked, you know, before him or after. Well, the thing know. is, I. I think that's kind of baked into his ADP as it is. I drafted him in the second round, so we're talking pick number 16. He finished as the number two running back, yet he was drafted in the second round. So I think we already know that that's unsustainable because if everyone was on that hype train from last year, he'd be a top five back drafter. But we all know that was an outlier. So I think that's kind of baked into his ADP, and that's why he was at the end, second round guy. But in the draft, draft, what number running back was he picked? Because um, Michael Thomas, least, Julio Jones, and yeah, those are my guys. So at least like thirteen running backs, or twelve. And you figure that's RB one. Because Mason I'm, was pick nine, right? And all yeah. running backs went. Yeah. And then there was Chubb, which was ten. So maybe uh, no maybe Sanders. Sanders went one. after Mason, but even so even so, you're picking Aaron Jones to be an RB one. I'm saying that's fucking the year. He will not live up yeah. to be one numbers. And it might hurt your team. Especially because if you drafted him that way, he's probably your best running back. For sure. Come right. on, Aaron Jones. Prove him wrong. Yeah, prove me wrong, Aaron. I don't think you can. Just like Kenyon fucking Drake. Um, all right. All right. Breakouts. Fucks. Now, the stellar oh. star. Of the year, let's try to let's try to stray away from the obvious choices here. Because last year, I think yeah. we we, we kind of like picked the guy who can contend, but wasn't the obvious choice. Like not wasn't the like last year we didn't we didn't all pick Saquon as number one, even though his ADP was drafted at one. This year, let's not all pick Christian McCaffrey because he's, oh. he's number one. Oh, oh, come on! I just want to can't go the obvious McCaffrey. Pick. Come on. See, that's, the, that's what I've – that's what I did. Like, I think two years ago I picked McCaffrey and he finished, like, top five. But Todd Gurley finished number one. So, I think – or maybe it was, like, MVP or something. Or it's kind of like the same thing. So, I was one year off because the next year he finished number one. Last year I picked Dalvin Cook. He finished top five, not number one, though. So, that means this year Dalvin Cook's going to finish number one. Right? Hmm. hmm. No. <laughs> just keep that on notice but i do have a guy that's really like completely different than anyone you could even think of in Damn. terms of stellar star joe burrow off the beaten path no no but go ahead Susie, <laughs> if you got your guy stellar star got my guy. who's it gonna be stellar star this guy will be a stellar star and he's a wide receiver they always pick running backs because those usually are the stars. But this guy is going to, based on where you drafted him and his talent, I think he's overlooked, understandably. But I think people forget his talent. This guy is T.Y. Hilton. Wow. T.Y. Hilton on the Indianapolis Colts is my stellar star of the year. He had a rough year last year. He's had rough years. I mean, 
whether he's injured or Andrew Luck's injured and then he retires, T.Y. Hilton has never had the stars aligned for him in the past, like, three years. But we forget that he was a top five wide receiver at one point. He finished fifth in 2016. And then in 2018, he was top 14. And now he's got Phillip Rivers, someone who loves to throw the ball. And he seems to be that type of guy who can, who can do those like deep slant routes that Keenan Allen has always really kind of been known for, or, like, you know, being across the field, kind of deep across the field too. I think T.Y. Allen is going to do some good things on, on, on the Colts. And where you drafted him, probably in like the third round or something, I think he's going to be a top 10 guy or a, a wide receiver one. So top 12, top 14. He's going to be a star. All right, so this one, I'm not going to lie. This is something that the odds of happening are very slim, but I really want it to happen for me personally. My stellar star of the year is Rob Gronkowski. (laughs) Oh. I need this to happen. He's not on your team, so that's good. I need Tom Brady to feed Rob Gronkowski the football like you read about and have Gronk be Gronk from fucking 2010. For nostalgia purposes? So no. right, now, right now you're yes. predicting Rob Gronkowski being tight end number one. Yes. Or at least he'll be top five. And the reason why he'd be the star of the year is because based on where you're going to get him in the draft, you can get him pretty late. Unless, you know... It's it's hard around here because everyone's a New England fan. Yeah. So like people kind of reach for Gronk here, but but definitely sure a lot of guys other, go ahead of him for sure. I'm sure in other leagues you can get him relatively late. So for that draft value alone, I think makes him the stellar star of the year. I could see that. <laughs> That's, I like that pick, man. You guys aren't ready. You're not ready for my stellar star that year. So we had a wide receiver and a tight end. That's unlikely. What do you got? I got a running back. Okay. And you guys aren't ready for it, okay? We're not talking Zeke. We're not talking McCaffrey. We're not even talking the great Derrick Henry. Because he honestly, I could could make a case for Derrick Henry finishing as number one running back this year. Mm -hmm. I could make a case. But I won't. But I won't. I'll save the podcast a little time. My stellar star of the year is going to be a guy who finds his way back to elite fantasy status. I'm talking maybe next year. If this guy Uh-oh. falls out and goes this year, he might, you might draft him top five again like you've done in previous years. Is this a pick that will make Mason puke? It will. It will make oh, his no. blood curl. <laughs> oh, I love it. This guy is my stellar star of the year. The man, the myth, the motherfucking legend, David Johnson. Yes. I'm going to throw up. Yes. I'm going to throw up. He was, he was a consideration for me. Listen. Absolutely. Listen. Last last offseason. I want to vomit. Last offseason <laughs> oh, when Bill O'Brien traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, everybody laughed. Everybody scoffed. At the end, 
of this year, Bill O'Brien and myself will be the ones laughing because he will look like a fucking bandit when David Johnson is a top five fantasy running back. I hate, I hate this take. I hate it. Oh. I hate wow. it. I despise this take. I like it. Boom. That would be very 2020, though, I guess. Right? Expect the unexpected in True. 2020. Fuck. You're right. God damn it, I should have drafted him. So, yeah. David Johnson, Rob Gronkowski, T.Y. Hilton are stellar stars of the year. And the thing is, you know, people say, well, why don't you pick guys who are actually top five, like Dave McCaffrey, Alan Kamara? <laughs> We want to go outside the box. We want to think about guys that you drafted in the later rounds who could aspire to be a wide receiver one, a tight end one, a running back one. Be your stellar star. For me, last year, my stellar star was Kenny Galladay. He was the guy on my fantasy team who rose to the occasion for the draft value that I had him at. He finished a wide receiver six. And if you can get a guy like that this year in their draft, you're going to make it far. Oh, yeah. And and that guy just might be – David, David Johnson. I really, Glenn. I, I really hope not. I really hope not. Come on. Like I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like I genuinely, honestly, honestly, Mason. Like what, what better year than now when he's not on your team? Why couldn't he do it when he was on my team? Because nobody does good when they're on your team. What do you mean, McCaffrey did? Yeah, but look what he's done when he's not on your team. <laughs> That was just a natural progression. That had nothing to do with it. I guarantee McCaffrey regresses this year. What? I said I guarantee McCaffrey regresses this year. Okay, and he's not on my team, so then it has nothing to do with me. Yeah, but I'm saying you can't say it's a natural progression when he's going to regress this year. If it's a natural progression, you keep progressing every year. Okay, I guess. I don't know, the numbers don't lie. You're cursed. Whatever, dude. Until now, <laughs> curse is reversed, baby. All right, boys. Week one is here, which means I need to win back my pigskin pick'em championship. Is yeah. that so? That's very so. So here's the deal. This year... We're adding a little more incentive. We're going to come up with three options, right? For the for the for the the winner of the Stellar Shower podcast, us three, because we go head to head with our picks every year. Whoever has the most points wins a pat in the back, wins a slap in the ass, wins this and that. This year, it's actually going to be something. We got to do something. Yes. So we got to over the next week or so, we got to think of three possible rewards for the winner. We'll post them on Twitter. We'll do a poll. What should the winner win? And then we'll let our listeners and voters decide. However, we want you guys to get in the fun of it as well. Last year, I had said, if you join our Stellar Southern podcast group on ESPN Pigskin Pick'ems, you can go head-to-head with us and compete against us to see if your picks match up against our picks. And we had some people do it last year. But this year, I want more because I'm – I'm raising the stakes, baby. I'm raising the stakes. When the year finishes out in week 17, 
whichever non-listener has the most point. I'm sorry, non-podcast member. So not me, Mason, or Susan. Whichever listener has the most points at the end of the season will win possibly the most prestigious award ever known to man. My own personal collection. A signed, autographed football by me, Mason, and Souza of the Seller Seller Podcast. Oh, my God. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty good, right? I mean, that's something worth fighting for. And then if you win that, you might be able to, you know, auction it off in a charity raffle, raise some money. But I like, it's going to be worth a lot of money someday. It's going to be worth a lot of money. It's like a rookie card or something. Right. Rookie card. But it's like a platinum rookie card. Double the value of an original rookie card. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, that's it. So, boys, let's get to it. Pick, skip, pick up for week one. Thursday night. We have the reigning, defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs kicking off at Arrowhead against their AFC rivals. The Houston Texans, who, by the way, defeated the Super Bowl, Kansas, Super Bowl winning Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead in the regular season last year, only to blow one of the biggest playoff leads in the AFC divisional round. Choke. To that so same gross. Team. Choke. So, Thursday night, who wins? Yeah, last time these guys faced off, Texans had a 24 nothing lead, and they lost by 20 points. So I'm going with the Chiefs. Think, think about that. Just think about that for a second. <laughs> think about that stat. That's We're up by 24 and lost by 20. <laughs> it's 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 really remarkable, which tells me uh, the Chiefs can do anything, at least against the Texans. So I'm going with the Chiefs. Me too. Same. Chiefs around the board too. Texans. Who's that? Brandon Cooks. Hopkins. Oh. Well, Brandon Cooks is hurt if you were on the news segment. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I just don't see You just said they lost their best weapon, but they're gaining a far more superior weapon than I David know. Johnson. This is his chance. Right. And this is where we're going to see Clyde, too. And I have right. a prediction. I have a little bit of a prediction. Not a hot take, because that's a little different. But I think with David Johnson, this is going to be the determining week. Whatever happens on Thursday, the opposite will happen for the rest of the season. He's either going to go off, everyone's going to love him, maybe trade for him, and then the rest of the year, he's going to be meh. Or he's going to be meh Thursday. People like Mason are going to be like, see, I told you he sucks. And then the rest of the year, he's going to be great. I that, think, would be, that would be so on brand. I think, I think that's probably the more viable option, him being meh on Thursday, because I don't see where – the Texans have a lead at any point in the game. Um, so I don't think David Johnson will be utilized to his full potential. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I just don't think Houston has the offensive firepower to keep up with Kansas City at all. We'll see. It's up Chiefs are on the board. Chiefs. Chiefs. Then we move on to Sunday. We're at 1 p.m. The Seattle Seahawks travel to Hotlanta face the Atlanta Falcons. Who are we picking? Give me the Hawks, kid. The Hawks are the favorite. 
but I'm going to go with the other bird in the race. I'm going to go with the Falcons. They are home. They got they, – this is just a game that they got to win. Right out of the gates, they got to win. I'm taking the Falcons too, Susan. I just like when they're home. I don't know. Um, they always have the weapons, but them being I, home. I just think they're going to catch Seattle off guard. It's going to be a close one, but I think Atlanta's going to pull it out in the end. And then we head on to the East Coast. The Battle of New York continues with the New York Jets facing off the Buffalo Bills. I got the Bills. No way the Jets even sniff a way to win this game. The Jets suck. Give me Bills Mafia. Bills. The Chicago Bears travel to Detroit to face the Lions. Give me the Lions. Lions. Release the Lions. Start off hot. They're going to come out, make a statement win against the team in the division. Watch out for the Lions. And watch out for Adrian Peterson. No. Oh, my God. We missed that in the news, too. Um, The Cleveland Browns head to Baltimore to face the Ravens. Give me the Ravens. But I think this game might be a little closer than people think. I agree. Same. Ravens. Green Bay Packers head up to Minnesota to face the Vikings, a key NFC North matchup to start the season. The Vikings are actually favored. This is interesting, but I think I'm going to go with the Packers. Yeah, I'm going with the Packers as well. Tell Brendan to shut the fuck up. Just Brenda. Just right, Brendan. Brandon. Wow, did he just say fuck me? Yeah, he said fuck you, Sousa, especially. Tell him I said C minus, motherfucker. Tell hey. tell Brendan. Brendan. Len said C minus, motherfucker. Said lower than that. Alright, Viking. Wow. Wow, Brendan. Wow. I hope he listens to this and he can hear how loud he is. I'm sure he won't. Nice. I'm taking the Vikings. Won't say anything. What is it? <laughs> I'm taking uh, okay. the, Vi- <laughs> the Vikings. May said. I'm taking the Packers. I'm taking the Packers as well. I said that. I don't think you did. I think you did. Did he? I think so. Sorry. Um, Indianapolis Colts travel down to Jacksonville, whatever. I don't care how hot it is. I'm sorry, what? I said whatever is left of that team. Yeah. Jacksonville might not get a win this year. Damn. No. Maybe maybe they'll they'll get maybe a win, but I'm just saying they're going to be awful. Yeah, give me the Colts. Colts all day, dude. All day. The Las Vegas Raiders. Interesting. Travel to Carolina to face newly quarterback. Tri- uh, I was wait. I was gonna say newly quarterbacked Carolina Panthers by Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Teddy Tapwater or Teddy Sparkling Water? We're gonna see. We're gonna see Teddy Tapwater in Week One because I'm picking the Raiders. Yeah, this is. <clears throat> excuse me. This is interesting. Raiders are favored, even though they're their away team. Panthers they got McCaffrey. They got steady Eddie Bridgewater, who 
did great things for the Saints. I feel like the Raiders could be could open up hot on a roll, but I'm going to give it to the Panthers. I think I like their chances. Teddy, Teddy B. Um, I actually have the Panthers. Uh, I think that they're going to beat the Raiders this week. Huh. Yeah. So I'm the idiot. <laughs> I think Teddy's going to come out and he's going to be sparkling water all over the place. The thing is, it's tough with week one, especially without preseason. This is going to be such a toss-up. Most logic won't even hold true for week one. It's gonna, You're going to see Teddy fall river tap water. It's going to be gross. Teddy wow. Flint, Michigan tap water. Right. Teddy, New Jersey tap water. I want to hear Mason's pick for this next one. The Miami Dolphins traveled to Gillette Stadium to face, for the first time in 20 years, a Tom Brady list. New England Patriots. All right. Damn Newton. So this will play into my sizzling hot take later. So I don't want to elaborate too much. Here on we it. go. But I think the Patriots are going to win. Good. Me, Me too. too. The Philadelphia Eagles travel to face the Washington football team. I got to get my charger. Also known as okay. the football team from Washington. Who wins? Uh, I had the Eagles. Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. Because the Washington football team sucks, bro. Right. Susan's getting his charger. So, I'm going to put him down for the Eagles. Yeah, let's just do that. <laughs> um, the Los Angeles Chargers travel to Cincinnati to face the Joe Show. Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon. Cincinnati Bengals. I got I got the Bengals. Okay. I think the Chargers suck. Like big suck. And I don't know why they're so heavily favored in this game. I feel like it's gonna be much more of a toss-up than what these picks want me to believe here. So I'm going Bengals. I like that pick, but I almost like it too much to where I think like they should win. So I'm going to go Chargers. Because I think Tyrod Taylor is going to have something for your ass. Um, hi. Hey. I picked, I'm picking the football team just what? real quick against the Eagles. <laughs> what? No, you're not. Yes, I am. <laughs> Why? Because the Eagles are banged up. Dwayne Haskins is going to shock people. And they're home. They have a whole new brand. Antonio Gibson's going to light the world on fire. I got a bias there. And they got to represent the football team. You're about Ron. I hope you know. You walked away and Glenn said, Susan's not here. I'm going to pencil him in for the Eagles. And we literally said to each other, there's no way that he picks Washington. And we moved on to the next game. <laughs> well, and again, I was sorry. wrong. Not right, who typical. You got, who you got Chargers oh, and Bengals? I'm going to go with the Chargers as well. Um, I think they have some good pieces on defense, which I think maybe not long-term will be great, like fantasy defense, but I think it will be enough to really shake up Joe Burrow on his first game in the big stage. Yeah, and, they uh, lost um, They lost Derwin James, I'm pretty sure, for the year. Um, so that's, that's big, their star safety. Oh, the Chargers? Yeah. Didn't they get Harris, though? 
from uh, the Broncos? C. Harris? Yes. From, C. Harris. Uh, from ESPN? Did they? The, I, I thought I read that because I drafted the defense and I was reading up on it. And uh, yeah, they, they, they have Chris if they, Harris. If they got him, then uh, their corners are really good. Casey Hayward, uh, too. Casey Hayward, yeah. They got Joey Bosa. Is it Joey? Joey. Yeah, Nick is his brother in San Fran. So they got some key pieces. I think they'll give Burrow a run for his money. But I don't blame Mason for picking the Bengals either. Okay. Um, oh, this is a game, boys. I can't wait to see this game. This is a game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Travel to the Big Easy to face the New Orleans Saints. What a game in week one to make Tom Brady's debut in Tampa Bay. In New Orleans. Oh, that's going to be big. In New Orleans. You know what? Fuck with there. I'm hearing everybody saying, oh, don't count out the Saints, even though they got Tom Brady. Fuck what you heard about the Saints. They lost to Kirk Cousins in the playoffs last year. Tom Brady has got something to prove. And when he's got something to prove, he's a bad boy. Tampa Bay. I'm going with the Saints. Pussy. Susa. I like no the narrative, but balls. I'm going Bucks, baby. Hell yeah, man. I, I, I think it. I think it takes balls to pick the Saints because especially over here with you guys proving me right about the bias being with Tom Brady and the Bucks, all the weapons, oh, Tom dude, Brady, Gronk. I don't think you understand. I want – like, obviously, I'm rooting for the Patriots to win the Super Bowl, right? But is there's no chance that they're, they're even making it. There's no chance. They have no chance to make the Super Bowl this year. They're not going. The Bucks. Ball on that right now. No chance. Really? Okay. No, you're saying the, the Patriots. Patriots, I'm saying. Oh, the, oh I'm so sorry, the Patriots. I am okay. rooting okay. – so heavily for the Bucks, it is not even funny. Yeah. I, I see that. I don't mind that. But I think the Saints will, will win. I mean, they're more of a cohesive team right now anyway. No Mike Evans potentially. We'll see. Nah, Tampa Bay. Tom, Tampa Bay or Tampa Brady. Whichever you prefer, they're going to win. And then we got the new look, Arizona Cardinals. Going into the NFC champion, San Francisco 49ers. 49ers are heavily favored. Yep, and I'm going to stick with that. Given the Niners, you're going to have to pump the brakes on the Arizona Cardinals in week one because they're going against the reigning defending NFC champions who have a really bad taste in their mouth after losing that Super Bowl. I know Mason's picking the Cardinals. Yep. <laughs> and I think I am too. Oh, God. I am. Let's go. I think, I think the Cardinals are going to come out. They're going to do what they did last year. They're going to be scrappy, and they're going to hold it close until the end of the game, and they're going to win on, like, a last-second field goal or some shit like that. I don't – yeah, I don't think the – Start the, off hot, baby. I'm telling, I mean, I'm telling you. I love the Cardinals' offense. Kyler Murray, shifty running around if he needs to. He can throw it to, to Kenyon Drake if he has problems getting out of the pocket. Also run with him. You got DeAndre Hopkins. And, uh, I mean, who the, the 49ers don't have Debo. He was great last year. They don't have him right now. They got Kittle, and pretty much that's it. I'm not afraid of the offense of the 49ers, but I love the offense of the Cardinals. 
And although the 49ers defense is good, I'm going to give it to the explosivity. I think that's a Glenn term to the Cardinals. Hell yeah, Suzo. Let's don't go. Be, don't be using my terms to pick against my teams. Sorry. All right. No, this is your team right here. And then Sunday night football. Cowboys are always on Sunday night. America's team, baby. America's team <laughs> travels. I'm excited. To the new stadium, home of the Los Angeles Rams. Where there are no fans. <laughs> Where there are no fans. Um, That's going to be weird. Cowboys. You got to pick the Cowboys. I agree. You do? you do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do have to pick the Cowboys. I'm picking the Cowboys. Absolutely. Cowboys. Cowboys. I'm excited um, for that team. The Cowboys? I want to see them play on offense. I think they're going to be good. Me too. And I think I think the defense is going to surprise a lot of people. Monday Night Football, two games, doubleheader. We got That's one at, annoying. We got one at 7-15. Where the Pittsburgh Steelers travel to the Meadowlands to face the New York Football Giants. That is a Monday Night game right there. Yeah. Yeah, not a bad game, but because it's played on Monday night, it's a Monday not the night best game. game. No, it's just it sounds like a typical Monday night game. Yeah, because it's on Monday. <laughs> I'll tell you what's not a typical Monday night game, and that's the next one we're going to talk about. Yeah, but we but I'm going with the Steelers. Pick this one. There we go, Steelers. We're going with Steelers. All right, Steelers. And then at 10 p.m. 10 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to have to watch. The Tennessee Titans take on the Denver Broncos at Mile High Stadium. Yeah, no wonder why it's at 10 p.m. I never, I didn't know what game was actually this late. And this is not a typical Monday night game. This is a Thursday night game where you have, Damn. where you'd have like your Titans versus Jaguars of, of old days. Yeah. This is not exciting at all. I'll probably uh, disregard it. <laughs> I'm probably going to watch the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing, 1 a.m. Yeah, I'm with Souza. This game sucks. What are you talking about? Drew Locke, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, <laughs> Melvin Gordon, <laughs> Corbin oh. Sutton, AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Mason. I guess, top I guess two there's fantasy receiver. There are definitely some relevant pieces in this game. I guess you're right about that. Right. So for fantasy implications, you're gonna be staying up till 1 a.m. to see how your team makes up. And it could be a good game. Um Sucks that Von Miller's out, though, because um, it, it could have been good. But Tennessee Titans, uh, they've got something to prove again this year. They went on a deep playoff run last year. They want to start the season 1-0 and prove that we are for real. Last year wasn't a fluke. I know what Susan's saying, though. It doesn't, that doesn't feel like a Monday night matchup, like especially at 10 o'clock. Like normally it's like the Raiders or the yeah. Rams or the Chargers, you know? I think there was a – yeah, the Raiders or the 49ers, too. Yeah, that's goes Like, I guess the Broncos. But. All right, guys, make I sure think, you save your picks. I don't, I don't think me and Mason picked whoever thinks is going to win. Oh, yeah, I picked the Titans. Oh, I picked the Titans, too. I'm going to go with Glenn's 
story, but for the Broncos. I think the Broncos have something to prove with Drew Locke taking over the helm. I think Ryan Tannehill is going to take a massive step back to being, you know, a non-threat like he's always been. And the Broncos are going to do it. Drew Locke, Cortland Sutton, Melvin Gordon, and Phillip Lindsay. Noah Fant breaking out this year. Noah Fant. And they're home. Excuse me. In case you ain't heard. In case you ain't heard. In case you ain't heard. My AFC team is the Titans. And if you ever disrespect Ryan Tannehill like that again, oh, here we go. Ryan Tannehill is the guy who drove Tom Brady out of town. Remember that. Remember that. He drove him out of town. Ryan Tannehill is the guy who upset the reigning MVP, Big Trust. Big Trust, more like Big Bus. Damn. Yeah, there's a. Uh... Outlier games, fluky years. We all we've all seen him. But we've seen we've seen a lot of Ryan Tannehill, and we know what he is. You better stop putting some respect. And Derrick Henry's gonna be like eating oxygen on the sidelines because he can't breathe. Respect, basically. So, on Ryan Tannehill's name, Broncos, baby. I'm alone there. That was picks and pick him. Like I said. Ladies and gentlemen, join our Stellar Seller podcast group on ESPN Picks Can Pick Them. It's a public group. You just click join, submit your entry, see if you can beat me. See if you can beat Sousa. You'll probably beat Mason, but see if you can beat him. Um, if you don't, that's kind of sad. Right. have been saved. So, so that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, we're on here, here week one. Well, it's, still, it's still technically a risk if you join because, right. you know, if you do worse than me, then – that's embarrassing. That's we should embarrassing. have a separate prize, a prize for a, a listener's, the, the best listener. But if we have a listener that beats us, because that doesn't mean that they will beat us just because they're the, the best listener. If they are the best listener and they're ahead of us, they should get an extra prize, like signed underwear from all of us, in addition to the football. What? Like three individual pairs of each of our underwear or one yeah. pair signed by all three? No, e- each of our underwear signed by whoever the owner is of uh, the, of the underwear. The All right, fine. I'll. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll we'll pick, pick something we'll up. Pick I'm just guessing. Start a stellar seller only fans. We could. <laughs> we could make some money that way. <laughs> um. Yeah, so we could do that, or we could start the grill. Oh. Sizzle hot takes are back. Holy shit. And they are brought to you by the one and only Der Burgers. Mason, are the burgers good? Souza. Are the burgers good? Er. <laughs> that was so loud. Holy shit. All right. Who wants, er. to lead, who wants to lead us off? First sizzling hot takes of the 2020 season. I'll start I would off. love for Mason to go first. All right. <laughs> so my sizzling hot take has to do, like I said, the New England Patriots and the Dolphins. I think Cam Newton is going to fucking ball out mm. his debut with the Patriots on Sunday. 
No, when you say oh, ball out, when you say I'm ball out, man, no. Three total TDs, uh, two rushing, one passing touchdown. Yeah. Yo. Okay. I. I mean. I mean that's. I'm fine with that. It's kind of hot. Put in the microwave for thirty seconds. Oh. Yeah, I may have. I may have misunderstood this. I thought. Because we're doing Stellar Star of the Year and breakouts, I thought this would be like a yearly hot take. Can I do that? Um, I don't have a week one hot take ready. No. So this is week one. Fuck. You can Fuck. do it. You can do a yearly hot take, but you need a week one take. Like that's mandatory. Okay. 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 I got both. All right, let's go. My week one hot take. Is that Jonathan Taylor finishes as week one as week one's best running back? That is certainly a hot take. In fantasy? In fantasy. So after week one, when you're looking at your waivers or looking at your opponent next week, you'll check the sta- you'll check the um, you know where p- players are ranked, and Jonathan Taylor will be ranked number one because he's going to have the best running back fantasy game. On week one against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Marlon Max there. But once the coach sees that Jonathan Taylor is as good as he is, he's going to run wild at Jacksonville and prove to us that he is a really good running back. Hot take. It's pretty hot. That's pretty hot. We're talking a minimum of 25 points. Damn. It's pretty hot. Tomorrow night. Season starts, opening kickoff, and things are about to get really hot. Because although there are plenty of stellar stars in this game tomorrow, your Pat Mahomes of the world, your Tyreek Hills, your Travis Kelsey, your Deshaun Watson, there's going to be one player that outshines them all. His name is Clyde Edwards. Hello. 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 Because Clyde, in his NFL debut, will go for at least 200 total yards. Damn. Total. That's total. Rushing and receiving. And I'm not done. We're kicking off the year hot. He will have a pair Mm. of voluptuous, Mm. fat, with pH, Mm -hmm. enormous, gigantic TDs. He's going to be catching those TDs like this. You can't see it on the podcast, though. Yeah, you want to describe what motion you're doing? So I'm holding both of my hands in the air about shoulder width apart or a little bit closer, and I'm squeezing them together. You know that Glenn can just take this clip of us and put it on Instagram, right? Yeah, but... You really didn't actually have to explain that. No, you did. But if I didn't, then it wouldn't have been blown up as much as it is already, and he wouldn't have put it on social media. Right. I probably won't. Okay. 
Sorry. Side angle. Oh, now you now All you're right. Now you're scaring me. Please. <laughs> uh yeah, Clyde about to go off tomorrow night, start the season. Tomorrow. What? Tomorrow. Damn. Oh man, it's happening. Crazy. All right. Sizzling hot take of the year. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Michael Gallup is going to be the best Cowboys pass catcher in that offense. That includes C.D. Lamb. That includes Amari Cooper. That includes Blake, 3PYTD. That's 30-plus yards and a touchdown. Jarwin. What is it? 3PYTD. 3PYTD. That's his new nickname. Damn. What a name. Rolls right off the tongue. Right. Susan would be like, oh, I'm starting Blade Driver. No, no, no. You're starting 3 PYTD. You didn't make that up, did you? Um, I don't have the copyright to it, but I didn't make it up. Wait, who whose team is he on? On Susan's. Can you please change your team name to that? 3 PYTD. I can't give up Wonka's Warriors. Oh, by the way, we completely went past this. You guys are facing each other in week one. Yeah, we are. Right. Yeah, yeah, we didn't. You don't have anybody tomorrow, do you? No, not me. Yeah, I don't either. Good. But you do have someone Monday night, James Conner. That's a big someone. But at least it's not 10 o'clock Monday night. I don't think we have anybody. What's the uh, the wager here? I have Jerry Judy on my bench. You son of a bitch. Maybe I'll put him in. What's the wager here? The wager? Wager? Yeah, what what, you guys – you guys putting anything on the line week one? Should we? Uh, we usually don't. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you should. Mm. It's time to nut up or shut up. Susan, uh, Mason was talking a lot of shit about you. How about a dollar? He was saying that Susa simply can't get it done when it matters most. But well, week honestly, one doesn't matter most. Well, when did I thing. say that? Uh, I think I heard you say, and then Mason Sue's was talking a lot of crap about you. My dad's calling me. Saying, you know, he's already won the toilet bowl three times. I'm going to make sure he starts 0-1-1 and proceeds to win it a fourth time. See, I can totally picture Sue's saying that. Right. I didn't say that. You say you did say that? I didn't say that. Mm. Clint's making shit up. He sounds stirs like, the pot. That's what he like does. Something like something you guys would say. I don't know. So I'm thinking a wager here. But it will add fuel to the fire. Might might make the blood curl a little more. Might make the sweat pour down your faces at the four o'clock games when Drew Brees <laughs> is throwing to Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Well, what do you think the wager should be, Glenn? Who do I think the wager should be? Hmm. Yeah, I feel like you po- you you propose this. You must have something in mind. Now, listen. There's, there's a lot of things you guys could do. But, Sousa, what do you yep. think? Because Mason's already endured so much punishment. We want something that's not too much extreme. No. We want something that's going to affect him for, for some time. Losing to you week one, that hurts. I had the chance to lose you week one, but I didn't last year because you had Sandy Watkins on your bench. I have an idea. I think whoever loses should have to make a video of themselves sounding like 
they're talking about how trash their team is, saying the year is over, like being all sad as if you just lost in the playoffs. Like I think me and Mason, we made those videos years ago. And just like I said, talk about how trash your team is. You have no chance in this league anymore. Might as well quit. But you have to sound very sincere about it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, ask for everyone else to agree with you or something and tell you how trash your team is. I don't know. Almost like an apology video for even trying. I think you should make an apology video wearing a salmon suit. What? <laughs> I don't have a salmon suit. Oh. All right. I want an apology video. Not like some, something of that sort. But, Susa, if you lose, you have to wear David Pumpkins to Mason, to Mason's house. Every Sunday for the rest of the year. No, I'm not doing a, a year-long punishment. Sunday. You don't. Even, you guys don't even. You guys who have been doing yearly bets have, don't have anything that lasts a year long. It's I don't know. No, 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 no. All right. How about this, Souza? You have to do it for the month of October. Yeah, yeah. That's a month long. That's four four times. Four weeks. And you don't even show up to Mason's house most of the time, but you have to show up most those of four time. Sundays. No, David I'm not, Pumpkins. I'm not wearing David Pumpkins. <laughs> I'll wear it for a week, like the next week. No. Nah. It's got to be every time we go to Mason's in October. And then if Mason loses. Yeah, I need to hear his side of it. Yeah, that I way I want to accept it. First before I agree to this. Exactly. If Mason loses. Risk reward. I've already endured enough humiliation. If Mason loses, he has to wear his signature crop top from his punishment video for four weeks of November. Or it's colder, and his basement gets cold. And that's all he can wear. He can't put a sweatshirt on. He can put as many pants as he wants on, but he has to wear the crop top. No way. I'm not agreeing to that. Come on. You have to leave the house like that, get in the car. No No, 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 no. Just on Sunday, like when we watch football together. But yeah. he has to leave his apartment to go to his parents' house. He's got oh, yeah. to wear that. Yeah. Well, I mean, he can wear a jacket, but just while we're in the basement, while we're in his house, it has to be cropped yeah, off. Exactly. I'm not freezing my balls off in my parents' basement. I'm not doing that. You don't think your team can beat Sousa? Here we go. Glenn just loves stirring the pot. No. How about this, Sousa? I bet you dinner. Okay. Okay. There you go. <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> Boo. That's fine. Hey, Every hey, listener just we don't ha- we don't have bets like this. We're, that's you and that's you and Mason, Glenn. Not, yeah, I not saved, me. I saved the crazy shit for you, Glenn. All right, you better be prepared. Week eleven, all the, the wheels are gonna be turning. I got eleven weeks to think about what I'm gonna do to you, Mason. And Susan, yeah, I got twelve weeks. Call your your, your ass. ass. Okay. All right, Glenn. My yearly hot take is that the Bills go to the Super Bowl. Mason. Okay, see you next week. <laughs> Mason. No, before we leave, we did this last year, but Mason wasn't here. Um, Super Bowl predictions from week one. Last year I said Cowboys and Patriots. God, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, the Bills from the AFC for me. Are you Hot serious? Take. 
I'm putting the money this where the mouth is. It doesn't have to be a hot tea. Damn. <laughs> Bills and who from the NFC? Dead air right here. This is dead air. Yeah, because you can't think. Why can't someone else go? Because you're in the middle of making your Super Bowl pick. I'll go. I'll pick go. I got mine. See. I got mine. I'll go. Go. Right. We're going to get the – this is the matchup that I hope we see. Okay. Patriots Bucks? No. No. I hope what we get is Bucks and Chiefs. Because if we get to see Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes go at it, in the Super Bowl, that would be the greatest thing of all time. Damn. Are we in agreement? That'd be no. pretty cool. That'd be pretty no. cool. I, I'm going to say no. well, what? I'm not Bills, in Bills and Saints. Bills? That's gross. Why not? It's a, it's a week one prediction. <laughs> like- the, Saints, the Saints time was last year, and they blew oh. it. They blew it. They lost to Kirk Cousins. They blew it. They're done. Finished. I mean, Never going like, back to the Super Bowl again. You predicted Patriots-Cowboys, which sounded reasonable, and it was way off. So why not pick something that's way off and be wrong anyway? But what if you're right? Holy shit, what if you're right? That's crazy. Bills, Saints, lock it in. What the fuck? Cowboys cheap. Cowboys. How many times, Glenn? It, this is – it's got to be oh, it. fuck. All right. Something shot me, so it felt like spasm. What the fuck? In my neck, collarbone area. Did you just get tased? It felt like it. Anyway. Cowboys, Chiefs. Chiefs won the AFC. An AFC championship battle between Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Cowboys – they got to do it. If the Cowboys don't make the Super Bowl this year, I won't pick them in a Super Bowl prediction any year going forward. This you said Lamar Jackson? I said Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes in the AFC Championship. Okay. Okay. Them. Cowboys, uh, they got to go. They got to do the Super Bowl. Or else I might become a full-time Titans fan. Full-time. All right. All right. All right. Week one this books. week. Mason, Susan, good luck. Can't wait to see your bout over dinner. It's probably going to be a fucking Happy Meal at McDonald's the way you guys. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Um, yeah, I don't really care who wins. I kind of like the for, apology video idea, I'm just saying. I'm kind of rooting for Mason. Just because I know he'll probably fizzle out towards the end. So, you hear that, Mason? I yeah, can't wait Mason. to kick your ass in week 11, Glenn. Right. Oh my god, dude! I'm gonna send you oh, to the nether realm. Right. I'm facing our defending lead champ rematch of the championship last year. Um, so I got to beat Craig. Shouldn't be too hard. Team's kind of trash. Um, wow. Yeah. Then I'll start off my redemption tour. Of uh, got to beat Craig week one. Then I get Brandon next week. Yeah, after he told me to go fuck myself today, he can pay for that next week. <laughs> He's going to pay for that. Like right. you're part of the mob or something. Right. 
You're gonna pay for that. I'm gonna give him an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> um, hey, you're coming in and talking to me like that. What What do you want me to do? Huh? But I'm gonna cut off a fucking horse head and put it in his bed. What the fuck? All right. Like in the Godfather. Nice. Yeah. Um. Back to Craig. This is for Craig right now. Craig, if you're listening, I want to tell you that last year was an absolute fluke. I don't want you. Did you hear that? What was that? All right, hands up. Who's killed outside my apartment? <laughs> was that there. a gun? I don't know. A cannon? I don't know if that was like a firework or something. Back to Craig real quick. Did I get shot? Like, holy shit. What the fuck, man? Craig, I, I don't want you to get under this impression that, you know, oh, I was in the league one year and I won the championship. Yeah, I'm just going to do that every year because that's not how it works. It's not where you got lucky. It was a fluke. Usually it's the same people who keep contending in this league all the time. Um, Souza can attest to that. You know, he's been in the league this whole time and he hasn't made a championship game. So I don't want you to get comfortable for that because it's simply not going to happen. Why? Because you don't have Christian McCaffrey. You don't have Patriots D, which won you about seven weeks last year. Right now, your team, it looks like a piling heap of trash. And I can't wait to expose it this week in week one. So when it comes around week five, week six, and you're at the bottom of the West Division, I want you to remember how great your season was last year because that's the best it'll ever be in this league. But, hey, you might contend in Jim and Skip League. You might contend in some other fantasy league. You might do daily fantasy and win a couple bucks. But from this moment on, Craig, I personally guarantee you will never win again. That's all I have wow. to say about that. And Glenn, bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, bravo. we will see. And Craig, honestly, if I'm wrong, you can play this back next year and make me look like a fool. But here's the thing. I'm rarely wrong. Huh. Rarely. So I'll do it, ladies and gentlemen. This is the week one preview of the 2020 football season. We're going to be back at you every week with episodes. It's going to be one hell of a year. We're going to try our best to make this year somewhat fun for such a shitty year it's been in 2020. Hell yeah. Agreed. Stay tuned. Follow us on the Twitter at Stellar underscore pod follow us on instagram at stellar seller pod mason still needs to get the snapchat and the only fans up and running yep um but other than that good luck to everyone in fantasy this week join our pick'em league join our pick'em league where you have the chance to win a limited edition signed autographed football by all three members of the seller seller podcast the link I mean, is on our twitter right Check it out. Join. Go head to head with us. Got to do it now, though. Got to do it now. Week one's tomorrow. Mason, Susan, let's get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.